Greetings friends, it's a great blessing for me to come to you in this webcast again today. I trust that this Sunday is just going to be a blessing to you and that your heart will be just so encouraged by how God has made it very easy for us to share in His life. Let us just pray as we start this service. Father, thank you so much for your love and your grace. Thank you that you care for us. Thank you that you have come to give us what you have promised from before the world began, and that is your life. You have come to adopt us unto yourself, wherein we can feel the fullness of yourself in every fiber of our being, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, as well as in our bodies. Thank you for who you are and what you've come to give us. I also want to thank you, Spirit of God, that you speak powerfully through me today and that life comes to, to the hearer. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to welcome everybody that is watching for the first time. Thank you so much for slotting into our uh, online webcast. We have a web church called Dynamic Love Web Church. If you want to know more about our web church, please go to dynamicministries.com and just click on the web church tab if you need somebody to walk with you and just um, you know stand with you in a difficult time or in a time when you want to learn more about the lord if you need someone like that we do have some web pastors that would uh, assist you in this and walk this path with you please know that we don't give ourselves out as professional counselors or people that has got uh, quick fixes to problems but what we do is we can walk with you and uh, share the good news with you as God gives you the answer to your problems and bring life forth in you if you need somebody to walk with you please go to our website and just click on info there and send us an email and we will uh, make sure you link up with a web pastor or a web counselor that can help you glory to god right uh last sunday we were talking about and we are in a series talking about everything is made new and this is part of a another series basically where we're talking about romans and we're going through romans verse by verse and i've got the challenge in front of me of explaining or teaching through romans chapter 7 which does have some very complicated or intrigued or difficult concepts to, um, to, to, to explain or to talk about because it's diff different than what we are used to in our culture. But we're going to do that and I just trust that the Spirit of God just gives to all of us understanding and enlightened mind as pertaining to this. Right, last week we were talking about a new creation and what we said is that there is no change without a recreation or God making everything new. We saw that uh, in Galatians 6 verse 14 and I would like to just read that to you again. It says, um, God forbid that we should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ by whom the world was crucified unto me and I unto the world. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision avails anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new 
creature. We've seen that the word avail there means uh, to be strong in body, robust, to have power, or to the, have the strength to overcome. So what Paul is saying and what we concluded last week is that the only power whereby we can overcome death is by the power of a new creation. It means that God cannot fix the old. He has to remake the old into something that is a new creation, made brand new. Now, uh, today we're going to talk about the inability of man to fix himself. We cannot fix ourselves. We cannot fix our mortality by trying to do things that pertains unto life or in other words, we can say we cannot fix ourselves by doing things that's ascribed to God, like love and kindness and goodness and patience and sharing of your life with others. By doing those things, we cannot fix ourselves. What we need and what will avail unto something is or unto the strength of overcoming the over overcoming victorious power of God, what gives us that victory is a new creation. That's what it says. That's why Paul says here that I don't glory. I'm not going to say I'm a Jew and I have the law. The only thing that I glory in is in the cross of Jesus Christ, which says that neither a Jew nor a Gentile nor any man by his own power can attain unto anything good. All people are sinners and Jesus took the sin of the world unto himself. He entered into the death of humanity on the cross. He entered into the death of the human being right there upon the cross. And there we see that both Jews and Gentiles partook in seeing that he gets crucified. They worked together. They were all against him. We also see that Jesus entered mortality, which is something that is possessed by Jew and Gentile. We see in Romans chapter 2 that both the Jews and the Gentiles uh, were, were declared as sinners in what they did. You know, they were given over unto their own lusts and all those kind of things. The Jews who judged the Gentiles. They were busy with the very same things. And what Paul is saying here is, the only thing that I can glory in is I can say this, by my flesh, I cannot attain unto anything good. By my flesh, I cannot have life. That's what he's saying here. Let's read it. Um, but God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. What he's saying by that is basically, and there's deeper understanding of this, but what he basically says is, I am dead to the whole system wherein I find life by uh, having boldness in the fact that I am of the tribe of Benjamin or I am a Jew, that I have Abraham as my physical forefather and those things and the fact that we now have the law. He says, I boast in the fact that I don't think of that anymore. Where the Jews were boasting in the fact that they were thinking, well, we are special people before God. He says, the reason for this is, for in Christ, in Christ Jesus, 
In other words, as we are in Jesus, um, and on account of this man, Jesus, who is made Lord of all, uh, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails to anything. Your condition in your flesh cannot give you the overcoming strength. The only thing that gives it is a new creature. And then it says, and as many as walk according to this rule, peace upon them. So what is the new law that we are under? What is the new rule that we are under? That neither circumcision nor uncircumcision can give you the overcoming power. The only overcoming power that there is, is the new creature and or the new creation. And what Paul has in the back of his mind when he says this is the spirit that makes us new. The spirit that will also quicken our mortal bodies, according to Romans 8 there. That's what he has in mind. And that's why he says, those who walk according to this rule, or this new law of life, which is God recreating and bringing life to mortal bodies, that's the law of life, God bringing life to mortal bodies. And as we are believing Jesus, we are married to life we actually are the possessors of life now and since we are the possessors of life the law of life brings forth the fruit of life in us that's what this is uh, saying so let us just summarize this paul is saying that it's impossible to avail unto the unto a power that overcomes or overcoming strength uh, or supernatural power, if you want to call it like that, or a power unto a new life, it is impossible by thinking that you, in as a mortal human, can obey the law to do that. We count those things but done, we forget about that. The only thing that can avail unto a place where you overcome is the uh, new creation. Okay, and we also said last week that this new creation is by God's act of recreating, not our act of making our own lives new. You know, when we live in this world, many times we'll tell people, man, you better change. Change your life. Become new. How do you become new? Uh, what, what many times what we say is a person needs to change his ways. He needs to change what he does. What you're actually saying is modify the old you. Take the old you and just change what you do. And that is just a change of actions, but it's not changing the, f the, the, the fundamental problem. And the fundamental problem with man is that he is mortal. He is mortal. That's why, and we said it last week, that the only uh, power that can bring victory for humans is if people's mortality can be conquered. And that is what Jesus Christ has done. And he brought forth a human that never existed before. God brought forth a human that never existed before when he raised Jesus from the dead. He brought forth an immortal human that is above sin, that's above death. Why? Because his flesh does not possess carnality or mortality. His flesh possesses the very life of God. That man was made Lord and he is now the ruler over the world to see that what's true in him is true in whosoever believes in him. Now that brings us to today's message where I'm talking about the modification of the old man. The point that I'm 
trying to make and the objective of today's teaching is to tell you that you cannot modify the old man you cannot modify the old you you cannot change the man that whenever you want to do good you see that bad is with you you cannot change that it is impossible for you what was needed is as we said last week a recreation of the human body into a body that does not possess mortality uh, yeah mortality but that possess immortality now who of us by our own works can produce a physical undying body that is above sin that cannot be tempted who can do that nobody the more you know what is the right thing to do or how a good life looks or how a life that lasts forever looks by looking at God, the more we try to do that to get life, the more we find the reality of our mortality and the, um, uh, 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 what do you call it? I, I forgot that word now. But where Paul talks about the carnality of the human body, where he's got evil desires and things that is contrary to true life. What Paul is saying is, as long as what you are a mortal man and you are heading for the grave and heading for death and you try to use your own ability to bring forth the life of God, the more you will just see that there is a law. There is a principle, there is something that you cannot get away from, and that is the fact that you are bound to death. The only solution is a resurrection from the dead, and only God can bring that forth. Amen. Now, let us read Romans 6, verse uh, 6 and 7 in the notes there. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we should not serve sin for he that is dead is freed from sin also if you read all of romans there it talks about the resurrection romans 6 uh, let us just go there i don't have it on the notes but i just want to read romans 6 here so paul says clearly that the only way wherein we could be set free from the power of sin is through the death of that body of sin that is what must take place i've got a hair here in my mouth and doesn't want to get it. that's it okay let us just look at romans 6 here um it says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound god forbid how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein know ye not that so many as were baptized into christ jesus were baptized into his death. Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. So the life that Jesus lives today is on account of the life of God that raised him from the dead. And what it says here in Romans chapter 6 verse 6 onwards you now see the context is resurrection there he says we know that the old man is crucified with him why why was the crucifixion there that the body of sin or the mortal body might be destroyed that henceforth we should not be enslaved to sin for he that is dead is freed from sin so he says 
The reason why Jesus died, and then in the context there, if you read from verse 1 to 5, and was raised, is so that the mortal body can be destroyed. I hope you can see that. The problem we have is the fact that we are mortal. That is our problem. That's why we cannot modify the old man. You cannot take um, all of us, we find in our bodies, we are still mortal. We are awaiting the resurrection. So while you are seeing gray hair in your face or on your head or age in your eyes or, um, you know, any form of aging whatsoever, any form of mortality, while you see that in your body, it means the following that you are still in a condition where you cannot stop the power of sin in you. It is impossible. What we need is a new resurrected body. And what God has done is he raised Jesus from the dead and showed us what that body will look like in the day Jesus returns. But we who have believed we have now received the Holy Spirit that has raised Jesus from the dead. That means the life that gives Jesus' body's body life is already in us. And as we rely upon Jesus, we find that the Spirit, this source of life, brings forth life in our bodies now. And that's how we live a holy life. So, as long as what you are still seeing age in your eyes or any form of aging or as long as what you know that your body is part of mortality, you are not in a condition whereby you can solve the sin problem. You cannot. Uh, you, we in our bodies, we find as we are mortal, we need God to end our immortality in the last day. But now we have the first fruit, the first life of that already dwelling in us, giving us a better life, giving us the fruit of the Spirit. But as long as what you see this mortal life, listen, you, uh, uh, your body is still bound to that death. And we are waiting for the adoption, which is the redemption of our bodies. So in this time where we are now, we are like in an in-between time. We see God has done everything in Jesus to conquer death. Then the spirit whereby he will make everything new in our bodies is already poured out in us. We are already seeing the first signs of that life in us by love and peace and those things starting to manifest. But we also live careful not to engage the body which is awaiting the bodily resurrection, we, 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 we are careful that we don't engage that body thinking we can now stop mortality in us by trying to do good works. We know good works is not something we do to gain life. Good works is something that comes forth in us on account of the life that God has freely given. So, what Paul tries to address in Romans chapter 7 is this, we try to modify our own lives. We are saying that we are Jews, and now as we are Jews, we are married, we are now 
Although we are dying people or part of the temporal world or mortality, we as Jews, what we're now going to do is we're going to live the good life. We're going to look at life or the, law of, or the law of Moses, which points us to life. We're going to take the law and now we think that although we're mortal, is no problem. We're going to solve our mortality by obeying the law. That's what Paul has in mind here. And he likens this mortality that we are in to a marriage. And he says, if you are married to somebody and you go and sleep with somebody else, you are now not automatically married to the new person that you uh, went and were intimate with. No, you are still married to, the, to the, uh, your first husband. And by law, you are married to that husband. And what he's trying to say there is, we as mortals, uh, our, we, we can liken our mortality to a marriage. We are, and he's speaking to Ro in Romans 7 here, man in his mortality is married to death. But Christ died a physical death and was raised from the dead so that we will not now try and gain life by obeying the law, but that we can be married to him. And what that means is to be joined to bodily uh, immortality by the doing of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, what I am discussing today and uh, I mean, in Romans chapter 8, we're going to get into easier things, but you have to go through Romans 7 to get to Romans chapter 8. We find here in Romans chapter 7, Paul actually just saying something in a very complicated way, which is very simple. He is saying, listen, and, and let us just read it, and, and I hope this, this is going to help there. It says in Romans 7, 1, Know ye not, brethren, I speak to them that know the law, how that the law has dominion over a man as long as what he lives. What is this law that has dominion over a man as long as what he lives? It says here in Romans 6, 7, just in the notes above that, it says, For he that is de dead is freed from the law, so, uh, freed from sin. So, what he's trying to say is, when you are at a place where you are still serving God from your flesh, your, your mortality, and not from the power of the resurrected spirit, where your confidence is in what you do as a Jew or as a Gentile that now thinks that I, when I'm circumcised, I became part of the Jewish people. Those who've got confidence in their flesh, since your flesh is still dying, don't think that you are now going to uh, bear forth fruit unto life. No, you are still now engaging mortal flesh. Jesus died so that we would have no confidence in our flesh, but in the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. So now, and what he's trying to say here, we are not looking at Jew and Gentile anymore. That is what he's trying to communicate here. We are putting our trust in the Holy Spirit that raises us from the dead. This is something that I can practically apply in my life every day. You know, in every day we will have good things happen to us and we will have we will also have challenging things. I've, I know what it feels to have challenging things in my life. And what, it, what happens when you see something that's challenging is you immediately want to say, what's the right thing to do? What does the law say? I'm going to have life by doing all these right things. 
Well, I'm not saying that we should not do right things, but my confidence is not in my flesh. My confidence is not in my ability. I know that this body, unless Jesus returns, is still subject to uh, uh, an intellect that doesn't understand everything, that doesn't know everything. So all I'm going to do is, doesn't matter what the, what the scenario is, I'm going to say I cannot have life by my own works. Life is from the giver of life. And God gives me life in Jesus and I rest in him. And as I rest in him, he gives me thoughts and ideas and things. Uh, and he things to do, which he then manifests by the power of his life in me. And it ends out always in the victory of God's life, which is peace in our hearts. And in the end, we find the resurrection. Okay, so this is not something that, although it sounds very technical, it's not something that cannot be applied in everyday life. I, I walk by this, like Paul says, rule every day. I cannot live by my own power. Although I might uh, think that I'm very intellectual and smart or whatever, try and use, use your mind and try and apply things. I want to tell you, you're going to find at the end of the day, oh my goodness, uh, death is manifesting in me. But as you know that it's only by his life you'll find life manifest in you. Romans 7, 2. For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law um, to her husband so long as what he lives. But if the husband has died, she's freed from the law of her husband or the law of husband. So what he's saying here is that before the death of Christ, we were married to death. But when Jesus entered death and was raised we now see that there's another way unto life. And since death was conquered, we are not standing in the power of our mortality anymore, but we're standing in the hope of the resurrection. And since we believe upon that, we are not walking under the power which forces us every day to have sin and death in our lives. Jesus conquered sin and death for us. Amen. Verse 3, so then, if while her husband, sin in the flesh on account of its mortality, lives, so uh, she be married to another man, the law of Moses, trying to do good by the inner man or Jesus as the Messiah of a fleshly people group, um, she shall be called an adulteress. So what he's saying is, uh, and, and remember, the, the, when he talks about marriage here, he's not saying that we are literally married to the law. He's using an analogy. What he's saying is, if you are a mortal and you stand in the power of mortal flesh and you try to use life, you're going to see that you are still bearing the fruit of death in you. That's all he's saying. It's a very complicated way of simply saying, listen, as long as what you are a normal human being and you try to live by the law, you're going to find that what your flesh truly is, which is dying, is manifesting in you and you're going to find all these evil desires and all those things come forth in you and you will not be able to control it. But if you have no confidence in your flesh, but in the one who has conquered the death of the flesh and in the flesh of Jesus as the one that rules over you, you will find that that death dies away, sin dies away and you find good fruit in your life. And that's why um, he says here that through the, uh, let's read verse 4, Wherefore, my brethren, you also became dead to the law 
now referring to the law of Moses, by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. So what he's saying is, is that Jesus died, and through his death, uh, we are now at a place where we don't have to say, I'm a Jew, I'm a Gentile, and I'm going to walk by the law, because it, should I say that, there's a law in my members, in this body, there's a principle that says, you are mortal, and that is what will be in the end, mortality, temporal, that's all there will be, you're going to die. But, now that Jesus is raised from the dead, we don't have any confidence in Jew or Gentile or anything. We've got confidence in the resurrected Jesus. And he who, he knows how to aid our weakness. He knows how to give us life. Therefore, he poured out the spirit of promise or the spirit of life whereby we have life. <laughs> Glory to God. Um, he goes on in, and I, I think I'm about to, to just wrap this up for today because if we get into this deeper we are starting to touch on a different point and I think I need to talk about that next week but let us just wrap this up and we're going to read verse um, 4, 5 and 6 here it says wherefore my brethren you also are become dead to the law now referring to the law of Moses by the body of Christ that we should not be married that we should be married to another even to him that is raised from the dead that we should uh, bring forth fruit unto God for when we were in the flesh, married to death in the flesh, the motions of sin, which were revealed or made manifest by the law of Moses, did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law, that being dead wherein we were held. In other words, we are delivered from the principle that says, you shall for sure bring forth fruit unto death. We are delivered from that through the death and the resurrection of Jesus, through the new creation. And we can see, we cannot modify the old. The point I want to make here is this. You cannot modify the old. You cannot say, well, I'm going to modify my mortal flesh and sin in the flesh by trying to live a holy life. I cannot do that. That is impossible. Uh, I needed a bodily recreation from the dead. And that is what God has provided. And what that rec recreated body brings and the new creation which is above death not mortal gives us is the hope of the same in God fulfilling his promise of eternal life to whosoever believes him through the man Jesus amen let me explain this way God promised us eternal life man is mortal God brought forth a man Jesus through whom he will fulfill what he has promised us. So we that see this resurrection already, what do we do? We stop to put our confidence in the flesh and in the law. And we put our confidence in the one raised from the dead. And as we put our confidence in the one raised from the dead, what happens? We are standing in the union of the life of his flesh. And then we're starting to see how the deeds of sin is mortified in our flesh and how we start to live a holy life. That's what Paul is trying to communicate in these passages. Glory to God. So, in conclusion, you cannot modify your dying self by trying to live by the law. Don't do that. 
don't try and modify if you and let's make it very practical if you see anything in your life that's not supposed to be there uh, anger uh, uh, lies fears um, any depression sexual immorality drunkenness whatever you struggle with whatever your problem is a fear of not having money whatever it is don't think well i need to modify this body no you cannot modify it the only thing you can do is to see your union with life through the death and the resurrection of jesus also if and the true context of this was the law of moses and the jews and all those kind of things if you are a Jew watching this, don't find any confidence in the fact that you of physical descent are a Jew, that, that you're Jewish, and that you think now, I, because I'm a Jew, God is going to, you know, do something special for me because I'm a Jew. Now, in the moment you've said that, you put your confidence in the flesh, and you stand in your union with the flesh, and that is your righteousness. I've got a right to be helped because I'm a Jew. I've got a right to be helped by God because I'm a Jew. No, that's not how it works. It will worsen your situation. Uh, what you do is you see the resurrected Jesus and you say, I've got no confidence in my own ability. I've got no confidence in my flesh. I've got no confidence in my ability to keep the law. I've seen the more I try to keep the law, the more I fall into death and destruction. All I do is I say, the man Jesus was raised from the dead he's put me at a place where I can trust him and not my flesh and as you do that you find life in you doesn't matter what the situation is I mean if I look at my own self at, at my own life you know I, I look at um, you know th there may sometimes things happen in this world that is outside of your control and you think well that's not right What's right is this and this and this and these following things. So I'm going to see what's right and I'm going to use my power. And I'm going to do what's, what's right and set this right. And then you find it doesn't work. The best thing you can do, and this is what I do every day of my life. God has given me life. And life is greater than death because God has raised Jesus from the dead and broken the power of death over my life. And I am confident in him. He sorts my life out and then I rest in him. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for watching and just let the concept of the resurrection and the truth of it be the rule whereby you live. Amen. God bless.
Yeah. 